Hi, it's Dwyer. It is September 11th, 2023. Dwyercrime.blog, a free site. Also, always 1776.com, a free site. Let's talk about the Gilgo Beach murders, why I feel that the prosecution's going to have a hard time proving Rex Herriman guilty unless there is a smoking gun that law enforcement has not disclosed. Let's talk about it. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, the problem with some criminal cases, and let's be clear here, um, there are videos where I have expressed my opinion that the suspect is guilty. There are other videos where I've expressed my opinion that the prosecution doesn't have enough to convict, right? In this case, I'm not even sure if Rex Herriman is guilty. We'll talk about it. But the problem with these criminal cases is you'll hear things that sound conclusive on these law and crime court TV shows, right? Right now we're hearing the prosecution has DNA evidence. We're hearing that Rex had lunch. We'll call him Rex because I want to humanize him, because I want people to understand what's at stake here. You're innocent until proven guilty in the United States. They were accusing him of being a serial killer, right? We need to give him the benefit of the doubt until the evidence proves otherwise, beyond a reasonable doubt. Right? So, just understand, we have heard through press reports that the prosecution has DNA evidence. Right? Let's talk about that DNA evidence. Now, understand, even though there are many dead bodies at Gilgo Beach, just understand that Rex right now is only forensically linked to three of them, right? He has one here that was found on the burlap around victim Megan Waterman's body, right? One here. Understand, there were two female hairs found in the burlap. They belong to Rex's wife, who could not have committed any of these murders. The prosecution theory is that the wife's DNA was transfer DNA that Rex left at the crime scene. Understand Rex's wife's DNA is also found in tape used to wrap burlap around murder victim Amber Costello. Rex's DNA is not at that murder site. Understand, too, that Rex's wife's DNA, another one of her hairs, was found in a belt buckle found on Marine Brainerd Barnes's body. Here again, Rex's DNA is not at that murder site. 
Now, here's the problem. The prosecution is going to have to get up in front of a jury. They're going to have to discuss the idea of transfer DNA. Right? They'll have to say to the jury, hey, Rex's wife's DNA is here. We haven't charged her with the crime because we believe her DNA was transferred here. Right? It was on the burlap. And that's how it ended up at this murder scene. Why can't the same be said for Rex? Why should a jury believe that only the wife's DNA is at the murder scene by chance, right? By transfer, and not Rex's DNA? Let me say, too, that there were kids living at Rex's house, right? People with kids understand that kids will grab things and take them outside the house. Everything's a toy. A kid could grab burlap from inside the house, take it outside the house be using it to play with their friends. And just understand, if they leave the burlap someplace, someone else might think, hey, you know what? I can use this burlap to do terrible things. The concept of transfer DNA and the fact that Rex only has one here at one murder site Right? His wife's DNA is at other places, but not his DNA. I believe that's the kind of information that is less than convincing for a juror. Right? It's just less than convincing. For all we know, the wife may have a nefarious friend who she doesn't know privately as a murderer. Right? Some work colleague or, you know, someone she interfaces with at Starbucks or whatever. Right? Somebody else's parent who grabbed burlap from their house at, while a visitor or who got the burlap from her inadvertently and then started using it in these murders. There's a belt, by the way, that is on Maureen Brainerd Barnes's body. Now understand, Rex's initials are R-H. The initials on this belt are W-H or H-M. The initials don't match Rex's initials. Some want to say, hey, well, W.H. could be a relative of Rex's. Does that sound like proof beyond a reasonable doubt to you? Especially when Rex's DNA is not at the Marine Brainerd Barnes's murder site. Let's also talk about the big showing law enforcement made and showing up at Rex's house and in searching the house. 
right? What I want people to do here is to just think about how preposterous that was. The last murder took place years ago. Years ago. What was supposed to be at the house to warrant the search? Understand, there's no witness that we know of who saw Rex at any of these murder sites. There's no witness that we know of who could say Rex was wearing certain clothing. Law enforcement was surprised to find the bodies on the beach. Right, think about that. So what was supposed to be at Rex's house more than a decade after these murders that would warrant the public show of them going through the house and ransacking the house? Folks, that reeks of desperation. It's even worse than that. Police took out of the house some artwork that might have shown a bruised woman. Is that what they're going to have to rest their case on? The idea that Rex is supposed to be someone who likes to look at bruised women? We're hearing about internet searches, right? Where, you know, the person is looking up battered women online. Right, folks, let's live in the real world. Right, all I'm saying, and I'm not supporting anything, but all I'm saying is that um, that's all over the net. There are, and I'm guessing here, hundreds of thousands of visitors to sites that show bondage, discipline, etc. Hundreds of thousands. Right? There's a popular TV show, Billions. The DA's wife was a dominatrix. The DA used to visit dominatrixes. Doesn't make him a serial killer. Seems to me if I were a juror, that the prosecution's real argument is he uses prostitutes, escorts. He looks at bondage and discipline uh, videos. He's not like us. Find him guilty. I don't believe that comes close to proof beyond a reasonable doubt based on the facts of the murder that this guy is guilty. I recently watched a show, it's the current 2020, where they interviewed a escort who says that she used to charge $1,000 uh, a visit back then. She met Rex public place at a restaurant, right? Public place. 
Uh, they start talking about true crime. Breck starts talking about Robert Hansen, a uh, family man by day who, when his wife traveled, would go out and kill women. Then he would dump their bodies. Then he would go back to his regular life. The conversation spooked the escort. Then, of course, Rex started talking about the Gilgo Beach murders. He pointed out that he lived near Gilgo Beach. Right, that spooked the escort. She was terrified. She decided not to go further with him. She declined his invitation to have him drive them out to his house. Right? Understand. Rex would drive escorts to his house. Right? This is the guy who is leaving trails that could be followed. Right? This escort decided not to go with him. She's still alive, right? Rex doesn't follow her home. Rex is not stalking her. There's nothing like that. Rex, who's 6'4", who stands out in a crowd, right? Who has his hair cut in some kind of 1960s type hairstyle, right? Rex was not wearing a disguise, He's there as himself. This is not someone operating in the shadows. Right, let's just say the upfront nature he exhibited with this escort, to me, is incongruous with the idea that he's a serial killer. They're going to have to show me far more than the fact that this guy used escorts. Right, far more. Let me just say this too. This woman knew that Rex lived by Gilgo Beach and they weren't close to Gilgo Beach. This is before he invites her in his car, right? She declines. But just understand he's up front with where he lives. So, of course, armchair detectives want to say, hey, look at this. He's fascinated by true crime. How many people here online are fascinated by true crime? Also, if, in fact, there is a serial killer in your town, don't you talk about it. In 1977, I lived in Queens. One of the biggest stories in New York City that summer was the son of Sam. My family talked about it all the time. We, the kids in the neighborhood, talked about it all the time. Folks, it's news. People are concerned. Right? The fact that Rex talked about the Gilgo Beach murders doesn't tell me that he's the Gilgo Beach murderer. In fact, in the history of true crime, you're going to find that these crimes are so talked about that you have people like the Dear Boss writer during the Jack the Ripper serial killing who writes a letter 
right? Dear boss gives Jack the Ripper his name. And now true crime experts don't even believe that that person was Jack the Ripper, right? The public is that involved. So the fact that Rex was interested in the status of the investigation of the murderer, right? The killings in his community doesn't tell me that he's the killer. Another explanation could be that he's a concerned neighbor, that he has nothing to hide. He's talking about what's relevant at the moment, what's on the minds of the people in the community where murder victims have been found. Let me say this too. It doesn't take a genius to go through Manhattan, to go through New York City, and to think to themselves, wow, this city is crowded. Right, folks, New York City has more people than Los Angeles. It's the biggest city in the United States, right? It not only has two baseball teams, two NBA teams, it has two football teams. So I am to believe that the cops have a burner phone that pinged off a cell tower in Manhattan. How many people could possibly have a burner phone in Manhattan that pings off a phone tower? I would say thousands. Okay. Law enforcement is hinting that a burner phone that pinged in Manhattan also pinged in Massapequa, where Rex lived. Right? My question is this. Is that burner phone directly related to any of these murders? The murders he's suspected of. Is it? Do we know that Rex himself bought the burner phone? Is there a video of him buying the burner phone? Is there any witness who saw him buy that burner phone? Because it's my understanding that for each victim, a different burner phone was used. Let me also say too, as someone who's been on the LIRR, the Long Island Railroad, there's an entire culture out on the island that commutes into Manhattan to work. Right? It's an entire culture. Right? You may have heard of the Hamptons. I'm not saying Rex lived in the Hamptons, but you may have heard of the Hamptons and many people in the Hamptons either live part of the year in Manhattan or work in Manhattan, right? Many, it's a culture. So when I hear that there's a burner phone and it pinged in Manhattan and it pinged in Massapequa, without more, 
That's not convincing. Finally, let me say that in crimes where it's clear who the killer is, right? Ted Bundy, for example. Um, the cops don't talk about having 2,500 pages of evidence, right? What they talk about are the witnesses who saw him, the forensic evidence, the bite marks that match him, that are a signature, right? That's what they talk about. In this case, aren't we getting too much information that's not quite on target, right? Just know the DNA evidence here, right? The five here's. Four are Rexes. The four that belong to someone else. Well, that's transfer DNA. Somehow Rexes isn't to be considered transfer DNA. Why not? How's the prosecution going to differentiate Rex from the others? Right? Let me say this too. On one of these TV shows, again, I think it was 2020 on ABC, they interview the boyfriend of one of the murder victims who ended up near Gilgo Beach, right? And of course, the way they identified her body was by the titanium in her jaw that was needed because her boyfriend, the person being interviewed on the show, hit her, broke her jaw. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm a juror and this guy takes the stand, I'm not sure I'm going to believe anything he has to say. It's even worse than that. Understand with these killings, we don't quite have an accurate timeline, right? The woman who had the titanium put in her jaw, right? Her driver can't find her the night she goes missing. Her actual date of death, no one knows. Her body is found later by cadaver dogs. So we simply don't know whether she was able to call someone later, whether someone could have come out to Long Island the next day or the day after. Right? We just don't know the details. So when you hear that a young woman has been brutally murdered, and keep in mind, again, Rex is not forensically linked to that murder. But when you hear that a young woman who's a victim of savage domestic violence, right, has titanium in her jaw because her boyfriend beat her, right, just understand that the fact that she has gone missing to me would make the boyfriend a suspect. 
So when on the show they say, well, the boyfriend has an alibi for that night. That's not enough for me. Because I don't know which night this missing woman was murdered. Right? A neighbor could have taken her in. Right? Could have seen a woman who looks distraught. Someone could have taken her in. She could have slept on the beach. I've slept on beaches in the past. She could have slept on the beach and then found a way to make a phone call from a payphone, have a friend pick her up, but then that friend decides, hey, no one knows we're out here. Her and I have had a volatile relationship. The guy lost his temper in the past. The guy might have might lose his temper in the present. Right? My point to you is there are going to be jurors like me there hearing these shady characters and thinking, wow, you know, why should I trust this guy who broke his girlfriend's jaw in this context? Understand there's another guy who had a scam with his escort girlfriend where she would get paid by the John up front and then the guy would barge into the room, play the crazy boyfriend. And of course, the John would scurry away. Now, this guy's very important because this guy supposedly, when he barged in the room and plays the crazy boyfriend, sees a 6'4 guy leave, a guy about Rex's height, and hop in an avalanche-style car, similar to the avalanche-style car that Rex drove. Right? So we're to believe that this boyfriend, who's actively involved in defrauding Johns, is credible. When you and I know in the real world, if this guy's girlfriend goes missing, given that he's participating in his girlfriend's illegal life of prostitution, this guy would be a suspect, especially when the body is found much later when the forensic evidence has decayed. So because of the low quality of some of the witnesses, right, a guy breaking an escort's jaw, etc., right, because of the low quality of some of the witnesses, uh, because of the absence of any witness who sees Rex on the beach with any of the murder victims. Because of the absence of Rex's DNA from all but one of the murder scenes. And of course, it's one here. Right? 20% of the here, put it this way, there are five here's found. Rex's here is just one here. We're supposed to believe the other four are transfer DNA. And because I believe that Rex probably has several other escorts he's dealt with in the past who are still alive, right? I'm just saying that unless Rex's DNA shows up at more murder scenes, 
the prosecution is going to have a very hard time proving this case. Unless there could be some evidence that the calls made with the murder victim's phones were made by Rex, the prosecution's going to have a hard time proving this case. I know there's at least one woman who got a call from the killer, presumed killer, right, from, from the victim's phone. And she feels that Rex's voice matches the voice she heard on the phone. The problem is the time gap, isn't it? Right? Just understand, um, years have passed. Voice memory, when you only had one or two phone calls with someone, is very tricky. I would say that evidence is too unreliable. I believe what the prosecution's going to have to do is to show us that Rex was in the location where the calls from the murder victim's phone was made. And that location has to be someplace that's not crowded like Midtown Manhattan. So this is a challenging case. This is not the Idaho College murders. This is not Adnan Syed. Right? This, to me, is a more challenging case for the prosecution. Right, It's 2023. I'm not convinced by salacious internet searches. I'm not convinced by the fact that someone is concerned and tracking a murder investigation that's happening right around them when several bodies are found nearby. Right? I don't believe that someone who uses an escort necessarily is a serial killer. It's unconvincing to me to believe that Rex would leave escorts alive. Right, Actually tell an escort before she gets in his car that he lives out by Gilgo Beach. Right? I find I find it hard to believe that Rex, who meets an escort in a public place, and understand Rex is someone who made videos for work, right? No disguise. I have a hard time believing that that guy is out killing women. Right? I... You know, let's just say it's a long road to travel from meeting escorts to being a serial killer. Can the prosecution travel that road? Not on the evidence I've heard. Right? They're going to need more than one here at one crime scene and some theory, because that's what it is, a theory of transfer DNA they're going to need more than some boyfriend who admits to defrauding the John, 
saying that he saw John about the size of Rex hop in a car. You know, that's a Chevy Avalanche, right? So now this boyfriend guy's a car expert. Right? They're going to need something. We'll learn more when Rex's DNA is fully processed. If there aren't other murder victims, right? If his DNA is not in more places than it should be, the prosecution's going to face a big challenge in this case. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I know this is not the way the case is being reported. You tell me the smoking gun I've missed. Right? To hear that there are initials on a belt at a murder scene, but that the initials don't match the suspect's initials is less than conclusive to me. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.